Hey there, literary fans, and welcome to episode 78 of Jeff Reads His Book. I am your host, Jeff, and today we are reading chapter 31 of Homecoming, a book I wrote in a month. So if you want to contact me, head on over to jeffreadshisbook.com, and right there, there's three ways to contact me, email, Twitter, and a much more obscure one. Very fun. And also, while you're there, why not consider buying one of the other two books I've written? I've written more than just these three, which is embarrassing. (laughs) But you could purchase a prequel to Homecoming. That's right, Bringing Balance and Offworlder are both for sale there, and they're both terrible, just like you wanted. Very exciting. So how's everybody out there doing, huh? I'm already, like, tripping over my words, which... It's not a good sign for how well this podcast is going to go, but I think it'll go fine. Um, Might be a little noisier today. We had to switch the air conditioner back on because it's hot and humid in uh, lovely Ohio, United States of America. Yes, look it up. Shouldn't be this humid, I don't feel like, but what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, summer's starting to, I guess, come down to the end here. It's, you know, August. Right? I kind of think of August as the end of summer, but September's usually hot as balls, too. So I don't know why I would think that. Yeah, but nothing's really going on. Uh, I think the biggest thing I have to do today is decide what bottle of wine I'm going to open later. So I'm already working on two whites in the fridge, which isn't good, because that takes up a lot of space. And then, I don't know, I'm going to try to open a red and get Laura to drink some. So, yeah, I think that's all we're doing today, though, yeah. That's it. Um, I don't really have much to talk about today. You know, nothing's been happening with me. So why don't we talk about what we're going to read? How about that? So today, we are reading chapter 31. So it's a little longer than some of these other little stupid chapters we've been reading. And that's why we've been getting like two a week. Uh, if you're listening when this gets released, which I don't know when it'll get released, but... Uh, Earlier today, I did release, uh, what, the Chapter 30, Episode 77 episode. That sounds weird. Anywho, Episode 77 came out on Sunday, because I meant to do it on Friday. I actually edited it all up and then realized today that I never bothered to. So I got that out before I started recording this one. So I think we're just going to do one this week. Why don't we look and see if I'm going to do, like, multiple next week? I hope not. Hope we get back to some, oh boy, yeah, this one's short. Um, not that short, but, alright, yeah, these are some short-ass chapters, I don't know. What are you gonna do? It's a silly book, right? It's fun, though, I bet you guys are liking that. I, I you know, this would have stretched the podcast out if I had still kept to the one a week, but who gives a shit, right? Ah, that's about all. Anyway, um, I don't have anything to talk about right now, so let's see if something, like, piques my interest as we read, as we dive in to chapter 31. So for today's episode, I am sipping on a glass of Wild Turkey, the regular version, Wild Turkey 84, whatever, Wild Turkey, and I'm drinking it neat, so no rocks today. Mm. Mm. I've really come around on Wild Turkey neat. I really like this one just without the ice, I think. I can do this one nice and straight up. 101 as well, but 101 straight up is 
well, dangerous, you know what I mean? But this is good drinking. I like this stuff a lot. Mm. I'm probably going to, for a long chapter like this, I'm going to need two since I already started drinking it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Although I don't think there's any drinking breaks because this book doesn't seem to have any. Am I right? It's just the end of the chapter. Whew. Let's go. Margot and Leonid hurried down the hall. Oh, I messed up already. Let's try again. <laughs> Margot and Leonid hurried down hallway after hallway until they finally came to a hallway with stairwells. She was becoming disoriented, but Leonid assured her he knew where they were. Coming down the stairs, they reached the bottom where the way was blocked by a locked gate. Margot put her hand against the lock and whispered, It's a protected lock, to Leonid. He nodded and reached into his now much lighter bag, pulling out something the size of a pill. Step back, I can open it, he said. What do you think it is? He's probably going to do, like, what, is it speed so we can get, like, superhuman strength? Does that, is that what speed does? I don't know. <laughs> Approaching the lock... He pushed the pill into the keyhole. Okay, so he's not going to take it. That's good to know. Reacing back into his bag. Racing? Reaching. Reaching back into his bag. He pulled out a bottle containing a clear liquid. All right. Well, who knows what's going on here? Uncorking it. If I knew more about drugs, I'd make drug-like references, but I don't. So here we are. <laughs> Uncorking it, he poured the liquid generally into the keyhole, though plenty fell to the ground. Wow, what a terrible sentence. Foam started to emerge from the keyhole as he corked the bottle and returned it to his bag. What's it doing? Margot asked, curious. Just wait, Leonid said, smiling. From the bottom of the lock mechanism, thick silver liquid started dripping out in large glops. Is glop a word? I feel like glop isn't a word. After three or four drips, the bottom fell off the lock mechanism, and lock parts in various states of liquefaction rattled and splashed onto the floor. Leonid softly pushed the gate open. Wow, this dude should be Robin Banks, am I right? Very impressive, Margot said, nodding. She stepped through the gate and peered into the hallway a few paces beyond. To her left, she saw only an empty hallway, but she did hear voices, that's misspelled, <laughs> but she did hear voices in the distance. Looking to her right, she saw debris a ways off down the hall. Walking directly to the armed guards, well, where? I'm confused. What armed guards? Okay, what, can we restart this? I've been like, I'm gonna have a drink. Jesus Christ. All right. I was kind of like racing ahead to see if anything exciting happened, and I lost where I was in the first place, or even any understanding or comprehension of what was going on in the book. So, let's try again. To her left, she saw only an empty hallway, but she did hear voices in the distance. Looking to her right, she saw debris a ways off down the hall. Walking directly to armed guards in a dungeon seemed ill-advised, so she started off towards the debris with Leonid following. A lot of typos in that paragraph. Oof. Uh, sorry for reading that so poorly, but 
It was really hard. Let's have another drink of bourbon. Let's pretend this is a drinking break. I kind of feel like it could be. Hmm. When she reached the debris, she could see that something had destroyed a gate similar to the one they had just passed through, though this gate was much more violently destroyed. The gate was hanging by a single hinge, and a waist-high pile of rubble blocked passage. I should have made it the passage. That would have got me a higher word count. Boom! Margot did see that someone had climbed over it. Somebody got out a little while ago, Margot said, obviously, duh, staring at the mess. Do you think it was Henry? Leonid asked. Margot shook her head. No, magic couldn't just blow up the gate like this. I'm not sure what happened here. Looking back down the hallway towards the distant voices, Margot said, Let's keep going. Turning down another hallway, they came upon a lone guard slumped against a wall unconscious. Margot signaled for Leonid to be quiet with a finger to her lips, and the pair carefully approached the man. Getting closer, they could see that a hallway was opposite them, and Margot guessed that... Oh God, I'm so bored with this. And Margot guessed he had somehow been thrown from the hallway into the well. Wall. Well, wall. This is frustrating because we already lived through this, you know what I mean? We read this in an earlier chapter, so I think I'm just exhausted by having to read it again. It's not good, but... All right, well, whatever. Concocting in, uh, concocting an admittedly weak plan, she stopped Leonid and cast a rather simple quick spell that made, them, made both of them appear to be in similar uniforms. Satisfied, she breathed deeply and walked over to the guard. Hey, called a voice from the hallway as she approached the guard. Turning, she saw another guard behind behind, <laughs> behind another barred gate calling to her. Is he okay? Does he look okay? She replied with scorn in her voice. What the hell happened here? The prisoner attacked Hugo first and threw him and John into the wall, he exclaimed. And you were just going and you were going to just leave him here? Margot said with disgust, feigning to care for the unconscious man while looking for a keychain. She frowned when she found none. How many of you are back there, she asked. Get some people out here to help. You know I'm the only one back here, the man said suspiciously. You know I'm the only one back here, the man said suspiciously. Don't take that tone with her, Leonid snapped. We don't worry about the details down here. We're here to take a prisoner up for questioning. Up, the guard asked, curious again. Yes, apparently a king's man is wanted by her lady. So do you, have, do you plan on helping with this fellow or not? I, I have orders not to open the gate, he hesitated. Do you see anyone around, Leonid asked, waving. I'm going to wave for the uh, live studio audience. Who are wearing masks and social distanced, right? So since we're in my basement, I can fit three people. <laughs> okay. Uh, boop, boop, boop. I'm reading behind plexiglass, by the way. So that, that's, that's why that's safe. Okay. Um, bup, bup, bup. You know, I started reading The Stand by Stephen King. I think I said that last uh, episode, but uh, 
I almost want to say, like, it's making me get confused between the actual pandemic and the stand pandemic. <laughs> so I'm, like, deathly afraid of people sneezing. <laughs> it's not good. Not good. Anyway, all right. Um, but, but, but the guard stood staring for a moment while Margot and Leonid glared at him. Finally, he pulled a key ring from his belt and unlocked the door. He ran into the hallway and he and Leonid lifted the guard on their shoulders. What? On their, oh, 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 like put his arms probably around their necks, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought like, uh, like a plank. <laughs> The two dragged the man through the gate. Give me the keys. I'll lock up, Margot said to the guard without ending her quote. He reached to his belt and handed her the key ring as he continued dragging the unconscious man around the corner to another room. Margot dutifully locked the door behind them and waited in the hallway. Margot heard struggles of the two men trying to lower the guard into a chair, followed by a thud and a collapsing body. Leonid walked out, rubbing his hand. Old techniques are sometimes the best, Leonid said, shrugging. Come help me cuff them. And that ends chapter 31. Well, was that an exciting chapter? I feel like it wasn't. I think I oversold that again. I think maybe if you were reading the book in, like, real time, you know, so I'm not just doing some of it. Uh, maybe it would have been better, you know. If I, reading it just a chapter at a time makes these chapters seem really stupid. Because <laughs> they're so out of context, you know. But, eh, what are you going to do, right? Eh, it's, it, it is what it is, I guess, huh? Uh, oof, I shouldn't... Is that a... Uh, I don't know. Anyway, um, what was I going to say? I, I did this week, I started listening to some old uh, Dune Reads Goosebumps. Check out that podcast, because it fucking rules. And that's where I get the whole drinking break deal from. Mm. Mm, yeah, it's good. But uh, he reads like half of a Goosebumps book per episode. And I feel like that's better. <laughs> well, not only because, you know, Goosebumps books are, you know, whatever you want to say about them, they're... You know, demonstrably better than these books that I've written. I think that's clear to anybody. And also, I think the person reading them and making jokes is better at podcasting. <laughs> so, yeah, check out that podcast. But I was kind of trying to... I was listening to him do it again. He's like an expert of reading reading the books. Like, just the, the little commentary bits he adds are just... They're just great. They're great. Yeah, I don't know what I was getting at right there, but, um, huh. I just feel like those podcasts are good, but you get more of the story, and they're like an hour long, and yeah, what are you gonna do? I don't know. Um, what else? I mean, Leonid is coming up kind of big in this book, it seems like, doesn't he? I mean, he's really helping Margot out. Margot seems like she wouldn't, she's not doing much of anything, honestly, is she? She's just kind of walking around on this book, I feel like. She did some stuff earlier when she was, like, hiding the, the wagon when they were on the road. And, yeah, I don't mean to belittle Margot. I just mean this is a very Leonid-centric couple of chapters here. When it's when it's just the two of them, he seems to be doing most of the work. That's all. That's all. Eh, what are you going to do? Uh, well, what else should I talk about? Anything? Let's just do discussion questions. What do you say? <laughs> um, okay. 
Question one. So once again in this book, somebody pulled out a glass bottle from like Leonid had it in a bag. So, uh, you know, if you remember, Henry blew up that gate with a glass vial he had in his pocket. This all seems like bad ideas. Like, so question one, would you, can you think of an instance where you'd be carrying like a glass bottle around? You know, even like in a bag, a book bag or something like a soft bag. Now, to be fair, Leonid might have like, uh, like some sort of padding, not foam, because we're in the world of magic. So I don't know, like wool, wool padding in his bag to protect all his glass bottles. And he seems like a dork, so he might have it like separated, like little sections for each bottle and stuff. I just did hand motions. So if you're watching the video feed of this podcast, you got to see what I meant. But anyway, he might be doing that to protect his glass vials. But I, I can't think of like, the closest I get is like, uh, Laura has what we, her cat purse, and that is also known as the wine bag, because it's an enormous purse that my mom got her, and it's nice, it's got all these cats hiding behind books, it's very cute, but it's ginormous, so we use it to transport wine regularly, it fits like, it's long enough and big enough, you can fit like five bottles of wine in there, it's great, it's great, but uh, that's about the only glass I carry, like if I'm taking beer somewhere, I guess I carry six packs of beer, but... I don't know. I don't carry them far. If I had to carry them any distance, I'd just get a 12-pack of cans, probably. But, yeah. Like like uh, when I go tailgating for the Cleveland Browns, you know, I actually don't go to the game, usually. <laughs> I just go tailgating. But um, uh, I take uh, I take cans to that. Usually a six-pack of cans. Six-packs of uh, Genesee Cream Ale. Tall Boys. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't like carrying bottles around. That sucks. What do you carry around in bottles? Like uh, preserves? Is I don't know what else anybody would have. Uh, I mean, um, yeah, yeah, that's all. Um, that wasn't a very good question. So let's get on to question two. Um, so what did Leonid do to the conscious guard? So he came out of the room, his hands like hurting, and he says, sometimes the old methods work the best. All right, but Leonid seems like kind of a wiener. Maybe he's like... He, since he's rich and stuff, maybe he's got time to hit that gym constantly. So maybe he's actually pretty jacked. You know what I mean? But what do you think he did? I'm going to go with karate chop, right? Right to the neck. Isn't that uh, like, uh, or is that, um, yeah, I'm going to go karate chop. I feel like that's something Captain Kirk would do in Star Trek if I knew more about Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, what, what do you think he did? Because, I mean, he obviously knocked him unconscious, so... Hmm, did he use magic? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. We could just attribute it to implied magic. We don't, we just don't know. Yeah. I wonder if they even have, like, um, you know, uh, martial arts in this world, right? Like uh, karate, right? Did I say that nice and silly? Yeah, yeah. Anywho, um, th those are discussion questions. I don't have anything else really to talk about today. Uh, for the rest of the day, I'm going to go out. I'm going to go maybe water my severely underperforming uh, garden that I have. It's got uh, got some real pathetic cucumber plants and some tomato plants that have only grown like a foot and a half tall. I mean, or if you're from Europe, it's a, what, half a meter? Ooh, oh, I'm tired. God damn. Okay. I don't have anything else to say. This is not uh, my 
best banter, I guess, coming out of a podcast. But what are you going to do? They can't all be winners, so maybe it will be next time. So until next time, keep on reading. <laughs> <laughs>